for Thursday within the octave of Easter, eight days of overflowing joy from Easter Sunday to the second Sunday of Easter, we contemplate the Gospel of St. Luke. In chapter 24, verses 35 to 48, St. Luke presents Jesus appearing into the lives once again of the disciples. They are talking about how Jesus appeared to the disciples walking to Emmaus and how they had recognized him at the breaking of bread. St. Luke's Gospel is carefully crafted. From the very first verses, St. Luke tells us that he's made a careful account seeking the information he needs from eyewitnesses and he does this so that we can have a very informed view of who Jesus is and what God has done through Jesus for us. The resurrection at the culmination of his gospel is not some kind of happy ending attached to the rest of the gospel. St. Luke prepares the whole gospel with the resurrection in mind. And indeed, as we read through his gospel, we are gradually prepared for this wonderful event of the complete victory over death by Christ. Some hints are these. The widow's son at Nain is raised from the dead. Jesus is moved by deep compassion to give life again to this man so that he may be restored to life and given back to his mother. In the parable about the Good Samaritan, the Israelite in the ditch is left half dead, but the Samaritan restores him to life by his kindness and his care. In the parable of the prodigal son, it's emphasized twice that this is a story of a spiritual resurrection. The father says, this my son was dead and is alive again, was lost and is found. And when he speaks to the older brother, who is so upset that the father has been so generous to a prodigal son, the father repeats the same idea. Your brother was dead and is alive again, was lost and is found. Jesus receives sinners. He eats with them. and They're brought back to a new life from the death of their sinfulness and isolation from God and proper relationships with others. And of course, Jesus talks about his own resurrection on three occasions. He'll go through the time of the passion and the death to come to the resurrection. And as the final example, Jesus speaks on the question of marriage and what life will be like in the world to come in terms of the resurrection from the dead in that glorious life. We will be sons and daughters of the resurrection. Now, Jesus sees all of this as a fulfillment of what was in the teaching of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms. And so when he appears to the disciples as the resurrected Lord, he refers them back to the teachings of what we now call the Old Testament. And there, basically, we find the God who is the great liberator, the one who intervenes in the life of his people to save them, is seen even as the one who will save us from death and give us the promise of eternal life. This has come true in Jesus, the Son of God, and it is a promise made to us. 
When we look at the Gospel passage today from chapter 24, we see how careful Jesus is to gradually allow the disciples to perceive that he really has raised from the dead. He attends to basic human senses and needs that they may perceive this is the risen Lord. They see his hands and feet with the wounds that he suffered on their account. They are invited to touch him and then he eats with them. The disciples are overcome with joy. And then he leaves them with a great command about how what they are experiencing will overflow into their own ministry to preach about Christ who died for all of us and who has been raised from the dead as the promise of our own resurrection. And that the church would be preaching in Christ's name repentance for the forgiveness of sins. When we experience the forgiveness and the goodness of God, we are experiencing a foretaste of the resurrection to come in the healing of our relationships, of our minds and of our hearts, we experience a foretaste of that great joy and that peace, that fulfillment of relationships and friendships that will be given to us in Christ in eternity.